Welcome to the Proud Police Wife Podcast with Rebecca Lynn, where we have honest, real, and encouraging conversations for law enforcement families. Welcome to episode 18 of the Proud Police Wife Podcast. I'm so excited to have Nicole Davison joining us today. We are going to be talking about um, spouses that are considering leaving law enforcement and what jobs that they uh, may possibly be able to do in the future. And Nicole is an expert in this field. So she's going to talk with us about all of those options. She is the host of the podcast, Unpacking Perspectives. She's the founder of NMD Career Consulting, which is a private career counseling and consulting practice. Nicole is also a board-certified career coach and counselor, a mom, and has been a proud law enforcement wife for over 17 years. So we're going to get started with Nicole, but first, today's episode is brought to you by the Taya and Chris Kyle Foundation, Service Family Strong. Through their tested curriculum programs and support, they help first responder couples and marriages. So Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited to have you on. You joined us for the Police Wife Conference back in the spring, and everyone loved your interview. Um, And so we're going to go a little bit deeper today to really talk about some options for law enforcement officers that might be leaving the field for a number of reasons. Um, And we hear a lot of talk lately about police officers considering leaving the job or maybe retiring a little earlier than they initially planned. Um, but many aren't sure what job to do next, um, or I'll get messages from spouses asking kind of what other police officers may do when they leave. And I don't always have that answer. And I know it'll be different for everyone, but can you share a little bit about what are some of the jobs that you see a lot of officers exploring after they get out of law enforcement? Absolutely. Um, You know, you touched on something that's so important. It depends on the person. Right. And I have seen this across my career. It depends on number one, where their skill set lies. For example, every police officer, every police officer's spouse have different personalities, different skills, different interests, different values. Um, you know, I've found there are some law enforcement officers. I'll start with law enforcement officers first. Um, when they retire, many of them may decide they want to stay somewhat in the industry. And some think, you know what, I'm done. I want to do something completely different. So that's where I think it's going to be really important to evaluate where you see yourself. So for example, there are some law enforcement officers that go off and become the chief of police in a completely different jurisdiction. You know, I, I use myself as an example. My husband is in the state police. And there are some state troopers that when they retire, they go to another department somewhere else, right? Whether it's in a town or... Um, you know, maybe they move somewhere down south because we're up in the north. So that's that's a big component to that. Right. The other component is there are some police officers that maybe they want to work at a college in public safety. Um, you know, maybe for a corporation working in security because right. there is definitely a skill set that some individuals that are more civilians they don't have that same skill set. Exactly. Now, there's also in in this day and age a huge need for individuals that are very analytical um, in cybersecurity. So, you know, that's one of the the areas that I've seen that's been very popular, cybersecurity, fraud analysis. Yes. Um, Again, it all depends on what someone's 
interests are, what their skills are. You know, I know for myself, I'm not a numbers person, but there are many people that are. So I, I think a lot of it all depends on, on that individual. Definitely. And I've seen too, like you've said, we've had friends that have retired from, or old neighbors when I was growing up that retired from one, maybe a uh, department that was more in the city to like just a smaller um, type of department where they can, you know, maybe not be on the road, but kind of pick what they want to do in the department because they've had, you know, years of experience um, to other friends that, you know, do, like you said, um, you know, cybersecurity or um, public safety just for like an office building They're like that's very desirable or for insurance companies and and their skill set is very desirable for those types of jobs. But we also know people that have, you know, just get out and they're like, nope, I just want to, you know, be on a boat and, and, you know, be on the water and, you know, sell jet skis or, you know, whatever it is so that they want to get out and do something completely different, something that's just relaxing and kind of mindless so that they don't have to make so many decisions. So for my husband, I think of his career, right? 17 years in. And when he first started, he would joke around and say, when I retire, I'm going to be a lobsterman. Because he had no skill in that. That was never anything that he talked about. But then years in, he became a detective. And when he started gaining more skill in that area, he started to find something that he was really passionate about, something that wasn't even on his radar. And, you know, for anybody in law enforcement, you can appreciate this. Some of my friends that are civilians, they have, they just kind of look at me like deers caught in headlights blood stain analysis, blood spatter analysis. I mean, these are things that, you know, again, five years before he had never even talked about, but now we're 17 years in and he's finding other areas that he loves. So that's one of the things that I would say to even someone that is, you know, maybe halfway through their career, right? It it could potentially change. And that's something that I think is so important for each of us as individuals to kind of just be aware of the areas that you might be, you know, considering. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to retirement, you know, unfortunately, I'm seeing right now in our industry, there are police officers that are deciding to retire way earlier than they had ever anticipated. Right. And sometimes they're just out of desperation. They're kind of like, I'm just done. I just, I'll do anything. Right. But, you know, I, I would encourage everyone to take a step back and think about, you know, where you truly see yourself, what it looks like for your family what it looks like for, you know, just your overall career, because you, you don't have to do the same thing that everybody else does. It, it really has to do with you as an individual. True. And um, going back to like the job um, examples, I know because of the job, um, my husband has found more sort of of what he loves when he's home. For example, like to help him decompress, he loves being outside, which we always knew he loves being outside, but he just found joy in doing yard work. Like that was his decompression from the job. And so I knew he would just putz around in the garage or um, spend hours working on the lawn. And that brings him joy. And yes, it gets things done that need to be done, but that's his thing. And it's one of the reasons we, you know, moved recently and to have more land and stuff. But, um, so he always says that when, if he retires, he'll have like a lawn care company because it brings him joy. Finding that outlet. And that's something that I am so passionate about. And, you know, it's funny because my husband, he's a former Marine and years ago, 
he um, participated in this veterans program with my son. And he found this sudden passion for working with horses. Mm -hmm. And from that, and, and it's so funny because just talking about his own career, I could honestly see my husband, if the ever day comes that he retires, just get a horse and work on a farm. And, you know, so now he actually, every weekend he volunteers at this equestrian center in Connecticut and he helps with lessons. He helps take care of the horses. He helps bail the hay. I mean, he can not get enough horses. And again, five years ago, that wasn't even on his radar. So finding that outlet, finding areas that you love, because I kind of imagine now 10 years down the road, maybe we find a place we could buy some land, get a barn, Right. Get some horses. I mean, yeah. you never know. And it, it, that is so important to find that area. To de- I mean, that's that could be a whole other episode. Just it could. I know. I could <laughs> talk about that forever. And but it's it's therapeutic for them and it's healthy. And so for us as spouses to encourage that, um, you know, they could find joy in that someday. And you better, you know, now to figure out what you like and don't like in life and then decide, I mean, what's better than having a career later in life? of dealing with something you absolutely love, you know, I mean, and to, you know, if you love law enforcement, great, but then to have the joy of having another job, two jobs that you love in your lifetime, like that's, that's awesome. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. To be that lucky. And that's something I would encourage any law enforcement officer, because when they are starting to think, okay, maybe I want to go into fraud analysis. Maybe I want to go into cybersecurity. There are some careers that will require additional education, But there are some that don't. There are some, you know, areas that literally just salivate over the potential of hiring a former law enforcement officer. Right. Um, So I think that's important too when you're starting to think about changing careers or transitioning into something else to do your homework because you know some people think, oh, I have to go to graduate school. You might not have to. So that's important to really take a step back and think about what it means. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. No, and honestly, I was just having the conversation with my husband a couple days ago. We know someone that um, is taking classes right now. They can retire in like two years or so to move on to something else. And so they, you know, a lot of um, universities or colleges online can offer, you know, discounts to law enforcement or prior military. And so um, they're taking advantage of those discounts and going ahead and getting those courses um, or degrees finished now so that they can hit the ground running when they do get out. Well, my husband went back to get his master's degree years ago in forensic science. And that was, again, not on his radar when he started in law enforcement, but he just found that he loved learning about certain areas of criminal investigation. And now he's almost towards the end of his career. And what a bonus for him to have that, because if he decides to continue to teach, he can do that. So that, again, I, I think it is important to, to really weigh what your options are and not to wait until the end to, to really start thinking about what retirement looks like for your family, what it looks like for you, you know, whether you want to stay in the industry or not. Right. So let's talk about, I know some officers may struggle with finding that career path or kind of thinking about, well, I don't even know where to begin. What are some general, again, I know it's different depending on what field in law enforcement they do, but what are some general like transferable skills that many police officers have? I love this because 
Again, every personality is different. There are some that are more analytical, some that are more verbal, but um, you know, I, I thought of a couple. Uh, number one, obviously communication skills, yes. problem solving. Yes. You know, I mean, the problem solving is, is something that, um, especially with the younger generations, it, it's different for everyone. Um, interpersonal skills, patience. <laughs> you know, when you think about so the patience that a, a law enforcement officer has to have in order to do their job, um, and obviously leadership. I mean, leadership, when when I think of even corporations that are recruiting former law enforcement officers, there's a leadership component that is critical. And, you know, not everybody wants to be a leader, but you have those skills. Um, gosh, critical thinking, mm-hmm. conflict resolution. Yeah. You know, when, when I work on a resume with a client that is in law enforcement, you know, we come up with these bullet points that, you know, what would describe them. And, you know, conflict resolution is important. You know, even something as simple as they take it for granted with writing reports, right? How many reports a police officer has to write? Writing, you know, just writing skills alone, active listening, um, observation, time management. I mean, I could go on. I mean, analytical self-control, managing confidential information. Yeah. Oh my God. But, but you don't realize how much they are required to do in their day-to-day jobs. You know, even just being calm under pressure, right. you know, it's, it's amazing. So I, I don't know, I could go on forever. That's probably. Right. No, that's, those are amazing. And I also think too, like, and I don't even know how you would write this on a resume, but their memory to remember all these, you know, code sections, all the laws, um, the changing of the laws and, and just everything that they need to memorize and recall in, in a fast-paced changing environment when they're on a scene is just remarkable to me because I know that um, for me, that would probably be difficult. So I, I think it takes a special person to be able to remember everything that they have to remember and then actively put those um, thoughts to use when they're on a scene so or in an emergency so but no those are so so good and those are all skills that I mean sadly in this day and age not everyone has so it really makes them stand out I think a lot of times I'll get asked that question you know well what can I do I've been a police officer for for 20 years and it may sound so cliche but what can't you do you can literally do anything. And that's something, you know, I worked in the corporate world for many years and corporate executives, they, they just, they, I mean, most of them would die to have a police officer as a staff member because they know they're dedicated, they're committed, they have integrity, they're committed. It, it's so important to really reflect on what you can offer to an employer. And when I say an employer, that looks different to everyone. Right. And, and that's something that um, when you come back to the self-assessment component to career exploration, you know, some individuals don't want to work in a corporation. Some might em- envision working in a hospital, in a college, um, you know, within a school district. So there are so many different places or being an entrepreneur right. and starting your own company, starting your own consulting firm. It looks different for everyone. So that's something when you think about what your transferable skills are, how do they apply to an environment that you would be most happy. And always bring that back to your family. What does that have to do with your family? What does it look like? What do you need? Benefits, salary, flexibility, 
everything. So that's just something that I would, I would take into consideration, even while thinking about transferable skills. And I love that. I mean, how encouraging it's, you know, what can I do? What can't you do? And that is so encouraging to know that they, we don't want them to feel stuck. We want them to feel that they have options. So just kind of unpacking um, what, what they have and what they have to offer and uh, what they want from their next steps. And I think that's so powerful. That's great. So let's talk about, do you help people or law enforcement families with figuring out what skills they personally have and writing a resume that reflects this? Is that something you do? Yes. Okay. And I think, again, it depends. Some of my clients, they will come to me with with a resume from 10 years ago, um, or some of my police officers, they've never had to write a resume. They literally went into the academy right from either graduation of college or they just always knew they were going to go into that so they're kind of like i've never had one so yes at every stage whether it's a spouse or a law enforcement officer i do help with all of those so my next question is what about if police officers just want to relocate to a new part department can you help with that transition as well because there are some officers that may be going, um, you know, downsizing, like going from a large department to a new one or moving states, can you help them with that process? Absolutely. But I wouldn't, I would actually recommend for anyone that's looking to do that to look at their own network. And, you know, one of the things that I've found, um, because I'm not, you know, connected to all these different law enforcement agencies, but talking to even to our national network that, you know, if you know, I want to move to Colorado, LinkedIn, that's an incredible opportunity to talk to people and see if you have contacts in those areas. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I think it looks different for everyone. But as you're starting to look at transferring to different locations, there every state is different. So I, you know, I think that's something that I could help explore, but I would always go back to looking at your network. Great. And then do you also help spouses um, that are looking to maybe go into the workforce? I know we were talking about, you know, career transition for police officers, but there's some spouses that maybe just be going into the workforce for the first time or maybe want to find a new job that works more with the law enforcement lifestyle. Do you help with that as well? Absolutely. One of my favorite clients, and it's something that I obviously can appreciate firsthand. It's Again, I always say it's there. I keep saying it's different for everyone, but based on your family, your support network, whether you had a career before or you're looking to do something completely different, it it depends. And yes, I I know for me, even in my own career, I've had to make some huge adjustments just being a law enforcement wife. And and that's something that I, I definitely am very passionate about, making sure that we take a look at the big picture of what your life looks like and you know, what you need from a career, you know, because some are ready to go, their kids are older, others have young children that they're, you know, maybe in a situation that they don't have the family support and they're on their own a lot. So for me, I try to take the time to get to know all of my clients as individuals, know what we're working with as to what we need to look for. That's really important. So before we close, how can listeners get in touch with you and possibly schedule a free consultation to talk with you? The best way would probably be my website, which is nmdcareers.com. I'm also on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. And if you just type in NMD Careers, you'll find either of them, whether it's through Facebook or Instagram. And I have an email address, which is nmdcareers at gmail.com. 
Perfect. And we'll have all of that linked in the description and in the um, podcast blog post so that people can find you and get in touch with you if they're uh, looking for a career transition or career exploration.